it's time to kill the crane kick because as you know the enemy deserves no mercy Kia ora, welcome to the Invisible Sensei Podcast. This is a podcast about my experiences as a martial artist, as a student, as a teacher, as someone who from time to time has stubbed their toes on the problems of the world and kind of gone, what am I doing this for? Please take time to check out the link in the description. It will take you to our YouTube channel and also to our profiles on social media, which you're most welcome to check out and contact us on. We also have a wonderful merch shop where you can grab cups and a couple of other things if you're wanting to support the podcast or if you're wanting to support it more directly, we have a link that you can do that also. Either way, enjoy the podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in and keep training, keep smiling, keep enjoying and most importantly, keep developing. About the time that Daniel LaRusso became famous all over the world for being a skinny, gangly, uncoordinated teenager was about the time that I was a young, skinny, gangly, brown, almost teenager. And I have a lot of admiration for the original franchise, in particular the first movie. It was the first of its kind, and when it came out I'd been doing karate for a while, but it kind of seemed to speak to me on a number of levels. One, because... I guess that I was lacking someone that I felt that I could look up to and was looking for a mentor. Two, because it was about karate and sort of some of the battles that you have, I guess, growing up as an adolescent, understanding who you are, understanding where you fit, understanding your role in life and wanting to have some sense of power and control over that life. So in naming this particular podcast, Killing the Crane Kick, I am very, very, very aware of the fact that growing up I was a big fan of the Karate Kid. And I'm not here to beg Karate Kid, the movie, or the new Cobra Kai franchise. What I am here to say is that it has had a definite impact upon our dojo. So the other night I was teaching class and we are very lucky in New Zealand because our dojo seems to, our numbers seem to have climbed uh, due in no small part to the senior sensei that I'm really lucky to train with who've put in a lot of hours, done a lot of social media and just taught good karate. So we have a lot of young kids and just out of curiosity I put up my hand and said who here has seen Cobra Kai? And all the hands just went straight up. And it's something that I've started doing over the last wee while because obviously that's having an effect on the landscape of martial arts in general. And kids attending dojo and turning up and wanting to do karate and all those sort of things. And I understand that when those movies came out in the 80s from people who were practitioners and teachers at that time, the numbers just went through the roof and I guess we're seeing the same sort of thing. During the pandemic, the kids don't have anything to turn to but what's on the box, I guess, uh, with isolation and so on and we're slowly coming out of that. So they've become very much influenced by what they've seen on Cobra Kai and the Karate Kid. And the reason that I have named this particular podcast Killing the Crane Kick, it's not about killing literally the crane kick or being a, a killjoy and, and getting all technically snobby about karate kid and its inaccuracies and 
it's horrible fight scenes, blah, 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 blah. But rather the expectations that kids have coming into a dojo. And the other night I actually included in the training with breakfalls and so on and so forth, Torbi Moigiri, which is the famous jumping front kick, aka the crane kick, less the hands protruding at each side. And the kids really enjoyed that, but at the same time they saw how difficult it was to perform a technique like that, let alone sort of pull it off. So the expectation, the expectation or thing that I'm trying to not kill, but at the very least get more realistic about when I have students come in, is what karate actually is. Of course they said in the media, and if we were to believe what happens in the media, you can take someone who's never done karate before in their entire life and you can teach them the entire syllabus, they become effective fighters in two short minutes. If I remember correctly, in the original movie, Mr. Miyagi took lovely Mr. Daniel-san from no hoper to karate champion in, I think it was like six weeks or something. So I guess that kids are coming in with these expectations about what karate is. And you've also got teachers who have been training for decades, in, in many cases, who know that it's a, about a slog, it's about hard yakka, it's about getting down and doing push-ups and calisthenics and learning kata and getting basics and being bored and pushing through and all of those things that any martial artist of any style kind of experiences. Also you have the expectation of parents. So parents turn up and of course they want to give their children the best and they want to give their children the best start in life and, and karate seems, given the media that surrounds it, a really good option for allowing kids, one, to defend themselves, two, to get a sense of self-discipline, three, I suppose, to achieve something in their lives. And it becomes kind of a game. Well, not even a game. It becomes a little bit of a mission because especially in a country like New Zealand where sport is akin to a religion, people look at achievement in terms of medals and trophies and tournaments and all those sort of things. And I'm talking in sport in general. And I can totally understand that. So the idea of getting into something which the idea of competing in an athletic sense is kind of almost not even the point can be quite foreign to a lot of parents. And hence, killing the crane kick, the idea that it's about a journey towards a particular kind of benchmark of perfection that being a tournament or the acquisition of trophies or something like that is perfectly reasonable for parents it's a perfectly reasonable expectation and so what happens is people bring in those expectations especially parents and especially kids and in the beginning of course these kids are enacting upon what they've seen in these movies and these TV series and so on and so forth which is cool, which gets them in the door. But what keeps them there is a combination of factors. One, when you think about the attrition rate in any martial art, it usually sits around the time of the first grading or around brown belt shodan kind of level. That's the big kind of benchmark where people kind of drop off for a number of different reasons. And so managing the expectations of parents, of students, and what you're hoping to impart can often be a, a real balancing act it can be a juggling act and while you've got 
all, you know, all these tennis balls in the air. You're trying to keep up with your own training and work with students that have been there for a while. So I think it's important that when we have these opportunities, and that's what it is, I'm framing it as an opportunity, to gain better exposure for the martial art that we're doing. In this particular case, it's Gojiru Karate. I tend to embrace, as an instructor, the similarities. I mean, you can, <laughs> as I have moaned and, and whined and kind of rolled my eyes at the quality of karate, and I do say that in literal parenthesis, that uh, the, the people so practicing so-called Miyagi-Do in there are doing. The, you know, the karate, is, it's pretty horrible, let's be honest about that. But you can utilize a lot of the underlying core values and principles to help your students. And I think, I know for me, growing up, you know, we had, you know, Bruce Lee and all those sort of things. We had this kind of vision of what we wanted to be. Now, clearly, in our later years, I haven't become Bruce Lee. I haven't become any kind of doyen of martial arts. But what I've started to do after a long period of training was to start looking at my self-development as part and parcel of, I guess, my success, if you want to use those terms. Karate Kid to me was really about the relationship between a student and a mentor. And in that instance, Karate Kid was also about a really wonderful mentor and a really attentive, loyal student. As we know in life, irrespective of whether or not you're involved in the martial arts, that is very rarely the case. Loyalty is hard to find in a culture that exists around the five-minute attention span. The algorithm of which is evident in everything that we consume within social media especially. So how do we embrace those things? How do we allow our students to come in with these expectations and nurture a realistic approach to karate? Well, I think for me, as an instructor, if you've trained with me, if you know me or if you've listened to this podcast, you know that at heart I'm one, a great big nerd, two, really, really immature and really, really, I'm just basically a big kid. And so I think the best way for me is to remember what it's like as that big kid coming into the dojo for the first time to kind of sift through the many messages and I guess many of the misapprehensions that people have around what martial arts are or can be and try to nurture the the talent that I see before me and talent comes in many forms I was talking last night to my junior students a lot many of them beginners and I was saying look Mike the thing that allowed me to continue wasn't that I was particularly skilled but I would practice I would practice probably too much in fact but the point being is that if you're coming to the dojo and you're wanting to learn how to fight and you're wanting to do this and wanting to do that and you're wanting to do it quickly karate or aikido or judo those sort of things they take time and energy and practice like all martial arts if you're wanting to come in and get a cultural experience and all that sort of stuff it's perfectly valid as well but if you're there for the long term and you want to train tomorrow's sensei and you want to create people that have some kind of responsibility in their makeup towards the community that we live in that that is something worth pursuing the most important thing that I can do to 
I guess, get rid of that crane kick mentality, that's what I'll call it, is to allow the students to know that they don't have to be me, or they don't have to be the instructor, they don't have to be as good as Mr Miyagi, they actually have to be better. And to let them know that the journey doesn't stop with me, hopefully it starts. And that Karate Kid is right in some sense. You know, it's karate do yes or karate do no. As simple as that. So maybe don't kill the crane kick. Maybe just kill the expectation and nurture 